Good morning on this Friday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. As we continue to look at uh, the battle of the mind and overcoming fear, some of the things that are practical that we can do to help build up our faith and at the same time help overcome fear. Perfect love casts out fear, but there's some there are some practical things that we can do on a regular basis, out of our mouth, out of our heart, the actions that we can train our mind to get accustomed to, and that is Thanksgiving. Now, yesterday we were looking at the book of Colossians in chapter 3, in verse 8 onward, where it talked about putting off certain things, and it said anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. All of these things actually proceed out of our mouth, whether we're angry or whether it's wrath or malice, uh, blasphemy or filthy communication. We wind up saying things that we say we really didn't mean, but yet they come out of the abundance of the heart. They flow out. The apostle continues and he says, lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man and his deeds. Well, as we consider that in order to do something and not leave, let's say, let's say we exhale air while well, we've emptied out our lungs, but then we also got to replace it with something else. There has to be an exchange. The putting off of the old man also requires the putting on of the new man. If we put off the new man, then that means we put back on the old man. And the scripture says in Colossians 3.10, and you have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. We're now a new person in Christ Jesus. In fact, we're called a new creature. We're a new creation, uh, something that had not existed before. God created man in his own image and likeness. Jesus was sent in the likeness uh, of, of, of human flesh. But yet, without sin, God became man on earth. And when Jesus was crucified, buried, and rose again, he was uh, resurrected as a glorified man. Uh, it's something that had not existed uh, uh, before. Uh, now, we are, as he is, being transformed into his image on a daily, daily, daily daily basis. And if we're being transformed into his image on a daily basis, we need to see what are some of the things that transpired in the life of Jesus that need to transpire in one. And I'm talking about practical things. And one simple thing is thanksgiving. Thanksgiving helps us uh, develop a mind and an attitude of gratefulness and thankfulness, which helps overcome fear especially when it comes to uh, our needs and, and our, our physical supplies. Even though we may know the promise that says, My God in Philippians 4.13 shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Well, we know that we can confess that word. We know that we can say, Well, I believe in that. But the practical part is that of giving God thanks thanking Him for having made provision for us. Instead of being afraid, I'm not going to be able to make it, 
Thank him for the little that he has already done. Thank him for the greatness of what he has accomplished in us. It says in Colossians 3.12, Put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And then here's the clincher. It says in verse number 14, Above all these things put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And yesterday we had read in 1 John in chapter number 4, in verse 18, that perfect love casteth out fear. Fear has torment, and he that feareth has not yet been made perfect. So the bond of perfection in the life of a believer is love. And love is also the bond of unity, which the apostle talks about in the book of Ephesians in chapter number 4. He mentions and goes ahead and says that we need to be walking in the unity of the Spirit. And the, the scripture goes on to say, uh, uh, we are called. We're called to walk worthy of the Lord. We're called uh, to walk with all lowliness, with meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So we see from the scripture here that love is a top-ranking effect on the life of the believer. If we were to look at the book of uh, uh, Galatians, it says in the book of Galatians in chapter number 5, in verse number 7, uh, I want to be sure that's, that is correct. In verse number 7, <clears throat> verse number 6, I'm sorry. It says, For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Now stop and think about how important this must be, that faith, works by love, we're to keep un the unity of peace, and we are to uh, continue having the bond of love in our lives. So love becomes a very important factor. But then we can add to that also. We can add to love. We can add to peace. Uh, it says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which, to the which, you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Notice that. It says, let the peace of God rule. Well, we're going to see how in Philippians, in chapter 4, it says, in everything through prayer and supplication, petition, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Now, here is an important thing. We're going through struggles. We're having difficulties. 
Our physical body may be ill. Uh, we're struggling with finances. We're having to deal with problems in the home, with the children, with the husband, with the, with the wife. We're going through all these things and fear grips our heart. What am I going to do? Uh, or we are tormented uh, by fear or by the future as to what are the results, results going to be uh, as to what is happening in my life or my family's life. But it says if you're able to pray, then you're able to add thanksgiving to your prayer. What do we mean add thanksgiving? Well, when we go to the Old Testament, we are actually taught how the sacrifices of uh, thanksgiving were made. Let's, let's make it practical in our life. If it was practical for them to come and offer unto God a sacrifice of thanksgiving, a, sacri a sacrifice of peace, and you'll notice that the word peace and sacrifice, uh, I mean the word peace and thanksgiving, seem to go hand in hand in the verses that we have read or we're going to be reading. Meaning, it's willful. It, it's coming out of a will of gratitude. It's coming out of an attitude of uh, God has done something for me. He is worthy that I should praise him now. And that I should give him thanks today. And yesterday when I was there, I gave him thanks for the things that he did and has accomplished in my life. As small or as great as they may be. And when tomorrow gets here, I'll give him praise too. So both uh, in your past and in your present, we give him thanks. But also when we get to tomorrow or the future, the Lord willing, we give him thanksgiving also. Notice this, Leviticus 7.12. If you offer it for a thanksgiving, then he shall offer with the sacrifice of thanksgiving Notice it's called the sacrifice of thanksgiving because many times we don't feel thankful. We don't feel grateful. We don't have gratitude. Instead, we have torment. We have pain. We have affliction. We have pressure. But if our lips learn to sacrifice unto God thanksgiving, like they had been taught to give actual physical sacrifices of thanksgiving and peace unto God, then it is something practical that is ingrained in our thinking so that we begin to learn to give God thanksgiving out of a full heart of gratitude for the easiest and simplest things that he has accomplished for us. It says the thanksgiving offering was to be made with unleavened uh, cakes, mingled with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil, and cakes mingled with oil uh, of fine flour fried. And we'll eventually, hopefully, get a chance to talk about this a little bit more. In Leviticus 7.13, it says, Besides the cakes, he shall offer for his offering leavened bread with the sacrifice of thanksgiving of his peace. Offering. In verse 15 it says, The flesh of the sacrifice of his peace offerings for thanksgiving shall be eaten the same day 
that it is offered. He shall not leave any of it until the morning. Leviticus twenty two twenty nine. And when you will offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. It says in Psalm 50, verse 14, Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay your vows unto the Most High. Now, in the Old Testament, we also find that we were never to come empty-handed before God. In other words, if we come into His presence, we are always to bring a an offering or a sacrifice or something to give Him. Thanksgiving is a form of giving God. Offer unto God thanksgiving. I offer unto you first and foremost, Lord, thanksgiving for this morning. I offer you thanksgiving for having been able to open my eyes and see. I thank you that my ear is a listening ear to be able to hear your voice, to guide me, to lead me. My mouth is offering unto you thanksgiving that you may fill it with a word of wisdom and knowledge and understanding to be able to speak to him in season that is needful, that is weary, that is tired, that they may be strengthened. See, see what is happening there? I'm offering unto God and then I can go from offering him thanks. I can go to giving him praise because now Of all the things that he has done, his majesty is great. He is great. He's an awesome God. He's the God above all gods. He's worthy to be praised. And my lips shall be filled with praise. I will enter into his courts with praise. I will lift up his holy and powerful name because it is a worthy name. I will praise the name of Jesus because it's the name that is above all names. Now, if we continue, it says in Psalm 69, verse 30, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Notice, I can magnify and lift up the name. How? By exalting that name, by giving him thanks. I thank you for the name of Jesus, because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. Uh, He said, in my name they shall cast out devils. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. In my name they shall speak with new tongues. In my name, if they drink anything deadly, it will not hurt them. In my name... In my name, I can magnify the name of Jesus with thanksgiving. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the name that you have given us. Thank you that it is practical that I can come before the holy presence of Almighty God, come before the Heavenly Father, come before the throne of grace. I can come in the name of Jesus. I give you thanks for the honor. I give you thanks for the privilege. I give you thanks. See how easy that is? That is not difficult. It just simply means that you learn out of a heart that is overflowing and bubbling with gratitude and gratefulness for the simplest things to the most complex, to the greatest. We give him thanks. I give you thanks, Heavenly Father, for Jesus, our Lord, that you raised him from the dead. 
to be able to make possible for me a new creation and all that goes with it and all that follows. Well, there's so much more I'd like to continue on. We've run out of time. Join us tomorrow. We'll continue along these lines. But until then, the Lord richly and fully bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.